Chapter 27 of The Ocean of Air, Meteorology for Beginners. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elizabeth Miles. The Ocean of Air, Meteorology for Beginners by Agnes Jaburn. Thunder and Lightning. Chapter 27. Thunder and Lightning. One of the most wonderful and awe-compelling sights to be seen in our ocean of air is a brilliant flash of lightning with its attendant roar of sound. Severe cyclones, whether temperate or tropical, besides bringing fierce winds, heavy rain, and furious ocean waves, are usually accompanied by lightning and thunder. The thunder and lightning of the tropics are such as we never hear or see in our island home, yet even in England death from a lightning flash is no unheard-of event. Indeed, taking them all round, the cyclonic thunderstorms of temperate climates and of cold seasons are really more dangerous than the heat thunderstorms of the tropics and of very hot summers. Though the lightning may seem less severe, the clouds lie lower down, and the passage of an electric spark, not merely from cloud to cloud, but from a cloud to the earth, is more common. Two kinds of lightning are commonly known to us, zigzag or forked lightning, and sheet or summer lightning. The second of these is in most cases only a reflection of the first. When we look at the flash itself, we call it zigzag or forked lightning. When we look at the reflection of that flash on the clouds and in the air, we call it sheet lightning. Summer lightning is often the faint reflection from a storm, either too far off, too low down beyond the horizon, or too high up above intervening clouds for us to see the forked flashes themselves. Occasional instances of summer lightning cannot, however, be thus explained. There is a curious vagueness in the minds of people generally as to the duration of a lightning flash. A statement was lately made in the leading tale of a well-known serial that a certain flash lasted fully half a minute. A flash really lasts no more than the merest fraction of a second. Some say the ten-thousandth, some say the millionth of a second. None know exactly. No doubt it seems to continue longer, since the retina of the eye keeps for a brief space any impression which falls upon it. This may be shown with the help of a spinning top. If a piece of paper full of large holes is made to whirl with the top, it will appear to the eye like a continuous sheet of paper. The holes in the paper are, so to speak, filled up by the picture of the paper between the holes remaining on the retina as the holes rush by. So though the actual flash of lightning is over with almost unimaginable rapidity, its radiance lingers on the retina of the eye for a much larger part of a second, but a half a minute, never. The most rapidly moving or whirling bodies ever seen on earth always appear perfectly still when seen by the light of a lightning flash. This is a sure proof of its extreme speed. A good many thunderstorms have already been described in past ages under other names. Hailstorms, cyclones, tornadoes, hurricanes, severe gales, even violent snowstorms are more or less accompanied by thunder and lightning. From time to time individuals are struck and either injured or killed, but such accidents are comparatively rare. 
Some years ago, a gentleman and lady were staying in Wales, not far from Cardigan, when a heavy storm took place at night. The lightning struck the house, and the very bed on which they lay was burned, yet they escaped with their lives. At another time, Derbyshire was visited by a severe storm. The lightning struck a certain grange, passing downwards into a room where tea was going on. The master of the house was killed on the spot, while his wife and a servant were both hurt. But such instances as these have to be selected from among thousands of cases where no material damage is done. We come now to the question, what is a lightning flash? It is the visible passing of electricity from one cloud to another, from a cloud to the earth, or from the earth to a cloud. And what is electricity? For a long while it was believed to be an extremely thin fluid creeping into and flowing through other substances. Some held that it was a single fluid acting in two modes, some that it consisted of two different fluids. The idea of electricity being a fluid is now laid aside. It is believed to be not a fluid, but one of nature's forces or forms of energy acting, in the case of thunder, in and through the atmosphere. We continue, however, to speak of the electric fluid. The term is a convenient one, and it has grown into general use, so as not to be easily given up. Globular lightning, so-called, is still much of a mystery. There can be no doubt about the actual phenomenon, but people are apt, when it appears, to be too much startled or agitated for calm observation. It takes, usually, the shape of a bright ball of fire traveling deliberately through the air and exploding with a crash. In size, it is said to vary from a few inches to two or even three feet in diameter. One such ball was seen in Paris descending from the sky, and when it burst, forked flashes seemed to dart from it. Forked flashes might, however, easily come from friction, like the excitement of electricity in the aurora. Another was seen in England, rising from the ground and zigzagging upwards till it passed into a dark cloud. A third was seen in Ireland, floating leisurely over the ground, now and then dipping into the boggy soil, where each time it dug a deep hole or trench and at length burying itself in the earth. It seems probable that a fireball partakes rather of the nature of a meteorite than of a lightning flash. If so, it does not come under the head of electricity. The phenomenon altogether is a matter for doubt. End of chapter 27